The following podcast is a Dear Media production. She's a lifestyle blogger extraordinaire. Fantastic. And he's a serial entrepreneur. A very smart cookie. And now Lauren Everts and Michael Bostick are bringing you along for the ride. Get ready for some major realness. Welcome to the Skinny Confidential, him and her. Aha! I would watch my friends party from Thursday to Sunday and then juice fast from Monday to Wednesday. And I thought, I'm not a doctor, but this cannot be good for you. I went to New York and I went to like We Care Spa and I went to every spa I could go to to really understand this concept of cleansing. I brought in great chefs and lived in the kitchen with soup and salads and snacks. And there was elixirs and like real food that you would want every day. Welcome back to the Skinny Confidential Him and Her Show. That clip was from our guest of the show today, Lisa Odenweller, and she is going to tell us all about cleansing, how to cleanse, what to do when we need to cleanse, all the cleansing tips. And she's also going to tell her story. Her story is incredible. I was on the edge of my seat the entire time. This episode is full of all the feels. You're going to just walk away learning so much about cleansing and superfoods, but also like hearing her story, you're going to be obsessed. Okay. So her cleanse is called Chroma Wellness. It is the most beautiful cleanse I have ever seen. So much so that Gwyneth Paltrow is an investor, Amy Schumer and Kristen Cavallari. I actually heard about Chroma Wellness through Kristen Cavallari. She was raving about doing this cleanse on her Instagram stories. And Kristen is someone who is very thoughtful and purposeful about what she puts in her mouth. So I knew that she had really done her research on this five-day reset. So immediately I had to try it. They have this cookie butter. It's it's like OMG cookie butter and it has goji berries in it. It is like chewy deliciousness full of superfoods. Lisa also has in her Chroma Wellness Cleanse this cranberry hydration powder that I've been putting in my water every single day. It's like full of electrolytes. And then they have one of the best matchas I've ever had in my life. Lisa, who we're talking to in this episode, is the CEO of Chroma Wellness. And she is so thoughtful about each ingredient, which we'll get into. This is the cleanse. If you're doing a cleanse where you're feeling starving or hungry or grumpy all the time, throw it in the trash (laughs) and try Chroma Wellness. I have been trying and testing all of their things. I'm harassing Lisa over text. I'm sending her pictures of Zaza eating the oatmeal. The whole cleanse is so beautiful. It's white. It's aesthetically pleasing. But it also has 50 delicious nutrient-packed foods and beverages also you get the cookie butter, just so you know, that are in it that you can just eat even if you want to just eat it on the go. I took a bunch to LA when I was there. I'm telling you, this cleanse is going to be the biggest cleanse in the world. I I literally think so. And after interviewing Lisa and hearing her story, I cannot wait to share it with you. She's a visionary serial entrepreneur, a wellness expert, and she used to own Beaming Wellness, which is a superfood cafe that was in LA in San Diego. And now, like I said, she is the CEO of Chroma Wellness. You are going to learn so much in this episode. I hope you love it. I loved it so much. I invited her back on to talk more about cleansing. This is the Skinny Confidential, him and her. The cookie butter is so good. It's staring at me. 
what is in this cookie butter? It's so good. It's um, almond butter, coconut butter, coconut oil, a special plant protein from Ecuador, hemp seeds, goji berries, and a little bit of coconut sugar. How are you so ahead of the curve? Like, I want to go back to how you even got into wellness. When when do you remember your first moment that you like sort of fell in love with it? So I think for me, it's been a part of my life, my whole life. I mean, I grew up in a healthy family. My parents were always exercising every day. We were eating healthy food. My grandfather did a thousand pushups and sit-ups a day till he was 90. Wow. So it was in my DNA, you know, and and then just sort of grew up with it. And then in high school, I was making superfood smoothies before it was a thing. I mean, we're talking like a long, I don't even know if the Vitamix existed, so I don't even know how I was making them. I was making healthy chocolate chip cookies. So sort of all of that was in me. And then probably 15 years ago, well, there's a whole bunch of other story that goes with this, but 15 years ago, superfood specifically became interesting because I read an article in Oprah Magazine. And it was talking about maca and goji berries and spirulina and all these things and mushrooms, things that were not on the map yet. And I I will never forget the article. And I freaked out and geeked out. And I was like, what are these? I need to know everything about them. So the, all of those things were sort of pebbles along the way. And then I geeked out on superfoods and I've been doing that for 13 years. So go back before you had children. What were you doing that was wellnessy before kids? Were you doing besides you said making cookies? You said that you were you were reading about them. What were you doing that you can remember and put your finger on that you were like right before you had kids? So honestly, nothing outside of just taking care of myself and always being obsessed with health and like wanting to feel empowered with my health. So, but I didn't take a career track with that. Actually, well, here's the irony. So my first job out of college was with Nestle. And I was selling chili and cheese sauce and country sausage gravy and corned beef hash. And I was horrified because <laughs> I somehow didn't know that that's what I was going to be doing. I thought I was going to be planning parties or something. That it's kind of ironic to think back to like, that's how I started. But that was so not my DNA. But what was funny about that experience is that I found these sauces that they had, these salad dressing sauces. And I was like, oh, I'm going to turn these into like the most incredible like pasta salads and salads. And I'm going to make Nestle healthy. And I created a cookbook that I then took to the biggest salad bar chain in the country and sold them the sauces. So for me, that was like redeeming myself since I was selling such junk food. So I think, again, it was like all these things led me to where I am now. But like many people, I had a lot of other twists and turns along the way. I mean, from there, I went into at Oracle for many years. So I went into the software side of things, became a business development. I worked in the e-commerce world for a long time. And then as it got to a point, my daughter was four, we were living in the Bay Area. I hit that point of like, okay, we want to have more kids. This is a crazy lifestyle. I'm living on an airplane. Let's slow me down and let's move to San Diego. And is your husband with you with the business side or is he doing his own thing? So I'm not married anymore. But at the time, he and I moved to San Diego. We had two more kids. We moved to Santa Luz. Okay. And and then had two more kids there. And as soon as I got there, I was like, okay, the entrepreneurial bug was in me. And I'm like, okay, I got to do something. What can I do to make the most amount of money with the least amount of time and be with my kids and be creative? So I started a window coverings business and interior design company. And so I did that for like six or seven years and it served its purpose. I got to be creative and made great money and was with there for my kids. But there was always this inner burning, like I have a bigger purpose. There's something I'm supposed to do that's so much bigger, that's supposed to make an impact in the world. And I just felt like that anxiety, but I didn't know what it was. 
So fast forward, and this is sort of like how that I got hit over the head with just like, this is what I'm going to go do. I was 38. I went to go see the gynecologist for a regular checkup. And I said, you know, I just don't feel right. You know, I'm losing my hair. I have no energy. I'm gaining weight. I feel inflamed. My workouts aren't the same. Now, mind you, I was healthy. Like people always came to, to me to say, what should I eat and how should I exercise? And when you say healthy, like, is it because you had your diet under control where you, you were doing your, I your was fitness al- was under control? Like- yeah. I mean, I exercised every day since I was like three, okay. you know? So this was like, I, I'm not one of the people that say I don't have time. Like I will always make time for that. And we just ate healthy. Like I was mindful of it. Now, nothing like where we are today, where we talk about gluten-free and dairy-free and organic. So this is, you know, call it 13, 14 years ago. So I'm at the doctor and I'm saying all these things that I'm feeling. And she looked at me and laughed and she said, oh, honey, welcome to getting older. And I was like, F that. Like I'm 38. That is not an acceptable answer. And that was sort of a moment of truth for me that I'm like, I'm going to figure this out. There's no way that this is just like it's all downhill from here, especially at 38. So that was one. The other was that my daughter was 11 at the time, I believe, and she had been on ADD medication for two years. And it was one of those things I'd seen five doctors. All five doctors said, sorry, there's no other option. She has to be on medication. Otherwise, you know, it's going to be really bad. And I just intuitively knew that that was wrong, but I didn't know what to do. And so I, I think between my moment of truth at 38, between what happened with my daughter, I just decided I was going to take all of this into my own hands. And I started to understand food as medicine. And I read every book I could. And I went to IIN, the Institute of Integrative Nutrition. And I started to understand the power of food. And so through that, I started making simple changes in my diet, my family's diet. Like what? Give us specifics. So, you know, at the time, we just, again, we weren't as educated. So things like removing gluten, using all organic, using really pure meats and fresh fish and no processed foods. And we can laugh at this now, but 13 years ago, we thought whole grain goldfish were good for you. No, no, that like, that like, I I always talk about this on the show, that like span of like the nineties to the early two thousands, like there was not a lot of healthy alternatives in the stores, at least. Not at all. And we're, I mean, we've made so much progress, but we have so much farther to go. And, And the accessibility, I mean, the nice thing is now like Target and Walmart and Costco, you can get organic, right? So Huge progress since then, but you know, wheat thins we thought were healthy for you. I mean, Michael's mom was putting Windex in his Cheerios, so yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I think about like my, you know, I think I was always similar to you. Like, you know, I always took care of myself. I thought, but when it comes to diet, like I think a lot of our parents and a lot of people that were, you know, bringing in the food at that time, like that, like the option. Like, I, mean, I remember when they started talking about organic, like there was like specialty stores for that. There wasn't a lot of stores right. that carried organic anything. It was crazy expensive. Yep. And, it, and there was the whole argument, is organic really that much different? Do you remember that whole battle? And like, does it really make a difference? So again, we've come a long way. But at that time, just starting to, to be more aware of like, and it, you know, let's be real. Kids love pasta, pizza, you know, all things bread and gluten. What's the food pyramid? Think about like the, what we're taught. Like the like, food pyramid is like total bullshit, you know? Exactly. And even that still hasn't changed. So it was like, oh, wait, gluten actually is an inflammatory and it causes inflammation in the body and the brain. What if I take it out of my child's diet? What if I take it out of my diet? And even though I was using really good bread, it still is gluten. 
Right. And so, and it just was, and then even the, you know, all the, the snacks and things that kids eat, which is really hard to avoid, eating more vegetables, having really clean, you know, plant, or not just plants, but also, you know, meats and fishes. And just by making those simple changes, my health transformed. And I did a, a game with my daughter. I said, let's for two weeks just see what would happen if we remove, you know, if we put all these things out and we just do lots of fruits and vegetables and we do you know, really yummy meats and stuff. And so she's like, okay, mom. And in two weeks, her brain was completely fine and she did not need to be on a medication anymore. And that was a moment of truth. What do you, how do you mean her brain was completely fine? How- she was thinking fine. She was acting fine. Her behavior was fine. Like she could, her, she was not hyper anymore. Well, she could read a book and retain it. And like yellow, whatever. Exactly. And all this all the weird shit and all the food. No, but that was, I remember, I remember being a kid in elementary school in San Diego and like, listen, granted, I was a problem child and I was bouncing off the walls, but like the answer was always like, put this guy on that kind of medicine. And my really? dad, like he had the same kind of intuition. He's like, no, I don't think so. Cause he, and Again, during that period of time, like that was the answer from a lot of people. It's like, oh, they need they need medicine. They need medicine. They would, wouldn't think about like change the diet, change the ingredients. It was never a part of the conversation. No. Not one doctor ever said that. And I remember running with Kim Kelly's, one of the girls in a, in a boot camp, and she was talking about her daughter having migraines. And they put the daughter on, on medication. And I was like, will you just try removing gluten? And sure enough, she had a gluten allergy. Like, she didn't need to be on medication for a migraine. And so all of these things were happening. I mean, obviously, the transformation with my daughter was massive. And for me, and as a mom, I was like pissed. I was like, this is fucking bullshit. Yeah. Like, why did I have to go figure this out on my own? Thank God I did and took it into my hands. But now I needed to go tell the world. And how am I going to do that? And so that really became the precursor to my last brand, Beaming, which was how can I help people feel and experience how good you feel when you just make simple shifts in your diet. And it isn't about making it perfect, but it's just like little steps that lead to better health. And by doing that and creating all these healthy, delicious, I made healthy taste amazing is what I did. Amazing, you guys, because I'm from San Diego and it was amazing and it was so avant-garde. It really was. We were ahead of our, our time oh, for yeah. sure. And, and But I've always been a foodie. And so I'm like, if I'm going to eat this, it better taste really good. And so it had to be really delicious salads and wraps and smoothies. And we sprouted our, our own almond milk. And we were using all of these superfoods that I had found in the Oprah magazine that no one had heard of. Like maca wasn't a thing then and, and mushrooms, you know, using reishi and cordyceps and shaga. So it really was me just obsessing because I wanted this for myself. And the other thing that was also, I think, timely for that is that was during the juice fasting days. Yep. Remember those, those yeah, days? Those are big days, yeah. Oh, yeah. God, roll eye roll, please. Three-day um, cleanse. I remember that. Remember the juicers, three-day cleanse. Yeah, the juicers, that's where everyone You can went. go on my blog in <laughs> oh my 2011 oh and look at that. Will you see the gas? <laughs> Listen, that was still like in my courting phase and I was trying to, to, to lock Lauren down and she showed up with these like jugs of juice. I was like, you got to do these for three days. And I was like, oh, I don't and know. People were miserable because yeah. you were drinking like beets and carrots for one whole day. I'm like, talk about a sugar crash, right? Yeah. And so- I was watching this craziness happen. Of course, I did some of it too. So then I was like, I'm going to go figure out this cleansing thing because I would watch my friends party from Thursday to Sunday and then juice fast from that freaking juice bar from Monday to Wednesday. And I thought, I don't, I'm not a doctor, but this cannot be good yeah, for yeah, you. Yeah. 
And so I went to New York and I went to like we care spa and I went to every every spa I could go to to really understand this concept of cleansing. And, you know, going back to the juice, the juice fasting days, there's like 220 grams of sugar a day in those things. So like like the max you should have in any day is like 50 grams of sugar. And that's high. But that's like I mean, most people have like 150. There's 220 grams of sugar in wow. most of those, which is great. No plant, no protein, no fiber. No fat, nothing to fuel your brain. Not to mention those the juice was just sitting in jugs for days. I mean, they, they were dead by the yeah. time you drank yeah. them. So yeah. I don't even know if it was organic. <laughs> it, I know it wasn't because I went in his kitchen. I actually went back in his kitchen because I was snooping. It was not organic what at the all. Fuck, Lauren, what did you make me do? <laughs> There's different <laughs> seasons, Michael. <laughs> but that was the thing. That's what everyone was doing. It was so it was just maddening. So anyway, that was just like typical for me. I was like, I'm gonna change this. I'm going to I'm going to approach cleansing differently and we're going to do it with food with the idea. So building beaming started with this beta cleanse that I came out with, which was completely new concept in the country of like, we're going to eat food, but we're going to cleanse with food, but we're going to make it really freaking good. I brought in one of the top cleansing experts in the country, Adina Nimarau. I brought in great chefs and lived in the kitchen to go create the first beaming cleanse with soup and salads and snacks. And and there was a juice, but it wasn't like six or seven juices a day. And there was elixirs and like real food that you would want every day. Novel concept. Um, was the idea be- behind the cleanse, it was just to, to clean out the system and be and get healthy? Or was it like a weight loss cleanse? Great but, question. So let's be real. Everyone wants weight loss. Sure. That's what people buy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so yeah. call us bait is bait. But I was always looking at it like, you're going to get the weight loss. What I really want is the awakening. Like, I want you to, when you put this food in your body and one, it's good. So you're not punishing yourself. You actually enjoy it. And then you feel the difference and you're, because that's how we're going to best learn. And so as people were feeling the difference and all of a sudden, yes, they got the weight loss. The inflammation went away. Sleep got better. Brain got clearer. All the things that we want. And it was so easy. And that was really what I was going after is if I can make this so enjoyable, would you want these foods all the time? And so that beaming cleanse that I launched, but you didn't, you guys didn't, weren't part of the, the, the beta, were you? I think that I tried products that were on the cleanse, but not, I didn't do the cleanse. Before we launched or after we launched? After you launched. Okay. So the, before we launched, we did a year of these, these beta cleanses. And like a thousand people went through this. And we were like creating this out of... Oh, you like, mean before you even had the stores? Before I even opened the stores. Oh, okay, that, okay. So this was this whole concept of leading to food is medicine. How can, I, how can I share this with the world and do it in a way that's never been done before? Right? And, and the concept for beaming was in my head, but I had to go prove it first. So I launched this cleanse, this food-based cleanse. It became a cult followed in San Diego. And like a thousand people went through it. And we were producing it out of a cupcake kitchen, mind you. And I was like calling my friends, having them deliver these cleanses to people all over San Diego. My children were labeling bottles and packing teas. Like it was a, it was m- like madness. But it was also a really, a really beautiful time because it was working. Like people would call me and freak out on day four. Like I can't stop. I feel better than I felt my entire life. I want this all the time. I find those moments in business the most memorable moments, though, right? Like 100%. when things are kind of going like smooth or I mean, obviously you work towards the the smooth and the, you know, the win when it comes to, you know, growing the business. But I think like what you remember are those moments. Absolutely. I mean, those are such magical moments. They were hard, really hard. And sure. I was going through divorce. I had no money. And this was like 
like literally out of the garage kind of thing. Wait, you're going through a divorce as you're doing all this. So that must mm-hmm. have been really hard with three children. Three little kids. Yeah. No. Super and was intense. your ex-husband supportive of what you were doing or was he like? Hmm. I mean, he and I had a very amicable se- separation, but I don't think he actually believed that I was going to pull this off. Like, it wasn't like he was like, go, Lisa, go. Okay, I want, when you tell the rest of the story, you have to tell us what happened when it did take off, what his energy was, but go on. So we're, so this was super successful. So the people who did the beta, some of them ended up funding and helped me raise money to open the first cafe in Del Mar. You essentially kind of, you crowdfunded a bit, like by involving people and having them be a part of the experience. It's very smart. Proof of concept. Very smart. And so that worked. And so got the first money. And actually, this is a cool story because since you were at that first beaming in Del Mar, Mm -hmm. do you remember there was like 10 juice bars before then that it all like bombed? In the place that beaming was. In the place that beaming was. Yes. And I I only remember beaming. That wasn't that funny. Well, because it was the only one that was remembering. What's there right now? The I think it's Earth Bar now because oh, it, Earth okay. Bar bought Beaming. Okay, yeah, I know it is. It is. It yeah, is, right. but but all of these juice bars had failed and this was just a fun kind of store. And I remember I was looking for a location, looking for a location, couldn't find one. I was standing outside of where Beaming ended up being, the first one. And I started crying. I was like, I just want to open this store. Like, this is crazy. I want that location. And so I walked in and I asked for the owner randomly and she's like, that's me. And I said, I know this is a crazy question, but any chance you would want to sell. And she's like, oh my God, did you just hear my conversation with my my husband? Like, I just told him I want to get out, you know, like sell the business. And I was like, me, I'm in, I'm done, how much? And that day I bought them out of their lease and I took over that space for, for Beaming Del Mar. Wow. Now, was Delmar Kids just like a little off story? Was Delmar Kids next to next Delmar to Kids was right okay, next door? Okay, that's, yep. that's vintage. This is vintage, guys. We are going way back. No, we're going way back. Okay, so you open Beaming, and Beaming is wildly successful. Wildly Sandy, successful. It was, it, you guys, it was like something, it was like Erewhon energy. It was like a very shocking, surprising thing in San Diego, but you always had a huge line. But a line at the door from the day we opened. Now I had built all this momentum through the beta, right? So right. there was, but there was no social media at the time. It wasn't no. like we launched on Instagram or like, hello, we're open. So it was all word of mouth. And the crazy thing, it was 900 square feet. Our kitchen was maybe 50 square feet, 100 square feet. Yeah, it's feet. a small space. Like I'm, I just keep thinking about it now. It's a, it's a very small space. And we were producing so much food. You couldn't even fit in the kitchen because there was boxes of produce everywhere. And we were juicing all our own stuff and making our own nut milks. I mean, it was total mayhem. But somehow we were pulling it off and people were obsessed. And it ended up becoming the most successful concept in the country in its, in its time, which is what's important to mention there too that you guys, we were talking about earlier is like December 20, 2012, San Diego only had Jamba Juice. So there was no like organic juice bar, healthy grab and go nowhere in San Diego. And so I introduced this very high end, you know, up-leveled experience with $10, $12 smoothies, $14 acai bowls. And people just became obsessed. And one of the things that I just am most proud of is that the kids became obsessed. And if you remember, it's tucked behind McDonald's. There was no street signage. I worked at that McDonald's. <laughs> Even better. I worked there. Of course you did. Yeah, yeah. So, so when it takes off like this, what is your ex-husband supporting this? 
No, no, he he really was not involved with the process at all. But like, was he was he like go like was he like go no, Lisa or was it like no uh, no, no it, he was not. And the it, reason it, I ask this is because I think there's a lot of women that are listening that's to be blunt are pressed down by men. Like if they're yeah. married, they're like a lot of a lot of women that I talk to in my DMs. The men try to keep them small. Lauren, can you be quiet for a second? I'm just <laughs> <laughs> Shut the fuck up, Dick. <laughs> I was like, that doesn't seem to be a problem for you, Lauren. I love you too. No, but like, like I feel like a lot of men like press women down to, and make them smaller so they can feel big and powerful. So that's why I asked that yeah, question. He, so I didn't have that, but he certainly wasn't cheerleading me. I mean, to this day, he's never said, wow, Lisa, what you've done is amazing. Nobody's listening. You know, though, I don't. I don't. <laughs> I, I, I listen. There are. For, I'll defend men a little bit because I'm the only man on the show. I, I do think there are men for sure that do that, but I think that there's a lot of men that are just, especially nowadays, are struggling with the dynamic of like that traditional patriarchy may not be the same anymore. Like that, the right. woman stays home and the well, guy. Well, I'm struggling work. with the dynamic that we've had to carry children. No, for but the I'm last saying like a billion you, years. That's not fun. Like a lot of people <laughs> that kind of, especially probably people in your husband's generation, like the example is like that. You know, the mom stayed home, the dad went to work. And so like they, they struggle when like the woman starts to become the breadwinner or starts to maybe overtake yeah. them or become the entrepreneur. I, I'm just saying like I, a little empathy. Lauren. I think that's a, that's certainly a real thing. I wasn't experiencing it, but it did hurt me that he wasn't like cheering me on because we still had a very amicable, you know, divorce. And it wasn't like there was no like encouragement. He sort of just rolled his eyes and was like, let's see if she really pulls this off. Oh, she pulled it off. <laughs> she pulled it off and something else. So... You're in beaming. You are. Are you? You're working with partners at this point. So I raised money, and and then because we were so successful, people were flying in from all over the country to see what we had done, and our kitchen. We were out. We outgrew it the day we opened. So I immediately needed to raise more money. So that became the next round of money, and I raised all through angels, which were basically all customers, which was an amazing thing to do. What I didn't know in doing that is that I had never raised money before. I'd never had a business plan. So both times I raised money was pretty naive. And so a couple, you know, I, I just sort of took money from anyone. And, you know, people would buy a seat on the board. You know, this very famous woman came in and she offered me a million dollars. And at the time I thought, well, that's amazing. I'm raising three. So there's a third of it. And she said, but I want a seat on the board. And I gave her a seat on the board and she was like 85 years old and completely irrelevant. You know, she would argue with me about why we were spending money on social media and we should advertise in newspapers. And oh, so, Christ. yeah, so I had, I mean, my stories with that were absolutely bonkers because it was some really hard lessons around like, be careful who you go to business with. This episode is brought to you by C's Candy. C's candy is so nostalgic. Like I just remember being at the mall with my mom and we would walk by their beautiful, crisp white store and I would beg her to go in to get one of those caramel lollipops. If you're an OG C's lover, which I'm sure you are, you know exactly what I'm talking about. Every time that I see a C's, I like want to stop and show Zaza. They have the cutest little heart boxes, which are so amazing for Valentine's Day. We're going to get to that. But just all of their candy is timeless. It's classic. It's unique. It's a great gift. So here's the deal. They have all these different cute gift options for kids, romantic partners, families, even like your colleague. 
be sure to order by February 6th. You want to go to C's.com to make sure your C's Valentine's Day gifts get there in time for Valentine's Day. Or you can always do what I like to do and stop by your local C's shop for all your Valentine's Day gifts. Go in there and just try every single candy that they have. There's no added preservatives and all candies are American made in Los Angeles and San Francisco. They're also, you guys, still handmade and hand decorated, which is wild. I'm a huge fan and I will be getting Michael an iconic box of C's. You're going to visit C's.com. That's S-E-E-S.com to shop their Valentine's Day treats and gifts online now or shop the full assortment at your local C's candy in shops tomorrow. Do you want self-care, mindfulness, bar, Pilates, cardio, hit, and yoga? Well, let me introduce you to Aloe Moves. It's a one-stop shop for everything wellness. This is such an incredible way to start 2023. I mean, they have 3,000 plus classes and they have them for every level. And also you should know that 100 new classes every month are added. So you always have fresh content. And you guys, they have a sale. And let me tell you, it's a half off sale. How about 60% off sale? I've been using Hello Moves to help me incorporate more feel-good movement and mindfulness into my day. And honestly, it's a game changer. Just to give you a little background, Aloe Moves is the streaming on-demand platform with yoga, fitness, and meditation classes from one of my favorite brands, Aloe Yoga, so you know that you're getting quality studio-style sessions. This time of year is always a time to reflect on personal goals and changes, and using Aloe Moves can absolutely help you with that. Right now, all Skinny Confidential Him and Her listeners get 30 days free. You guys, 30 days free. All you have to do is use code SKINNY30. And if you love it like I do, you can take 60% off your first year. Get started now with 30 days for free with code SKINNY30. Join me. You're going to go to Allo Moves. That's A-L-O moves.com and get 30 days free only when you use code SKINNY30. Then if you're loving it like I am, you get 60% off your annual membership all with code SKINNY30. Do not miss their biggest sale ever. You're going to go to allomoves.com and get started today. If there is any silver lining over the last two years, it's that so many people are really, really paying attention for the first time to the best ways to take care of themselves, which is why we love ZocDoc so much for our audience. ZocDoc is the only free app that lets you find and book doctors who are patient-reviewed, take your insurance, are available when you need them, and treat almost every condition under the sun. When Lauren and I moved from California to Texas, we had to go through the exercise of finding a whole new medical team. ZocDoc is incredible for this because it helps you find and then choose from thousands of patient-reviewed doctors specialists, browse doctor profiles, upload and verify your insurance information. For many of the millennial listeners out there, remember when you're a kid and you just got stuck with the same doctor because that happened to the person that somebody knew that was in your area and you never really shopped around. It was just the same guy, same girl, and you really didn't understand why you had no real relationship. You just showed up in an office and here's a lollipop kid and good luck. Those days are long gone. I love this platform so much because I think medical attention needs to be personal. I think you actually need to have a relationship with the medical practitioner that is going to be looking at you, checking your information, deciding what is best for you after learning more about you personally, which is why this platform is so incredible, especially if you need specialists in other areas. So again, ZocDoc is one of our best recommendations for anyone seeking medical care. So to check it out, go to ZocDoc.com skinny and download the ZocDoc app for free. Then find and book a top-rated doctor today. Many are available within 24 hours. That's zocdoccom slash skinny, zocdoc.com slash skinny.
if you're looking back at yourself, would you tell yourself not to give someone a seat at the board? What are the things that you would yeah. tell yourself looking back? Well, you so when you go through what I went through, which we can get to, but you have to pause and go, okay, how did I get here and how do I never end up here again? Right. I mean, I built this amazing brand. You want to like be surrounded by people who support you, are excited, that are cha- like, and because the shit's going to hit the fan too. So not only are they cheerleading and supporting in the good times, but really in the bad times. And I didn't have that. And I think when, if you're raising money, I mean, the first thing people want is like, well, who's on the board? And I'll tell you, raising money for my new company, Chroma, we specifically, we only invited one person. So it's my business partner and I and one other person on the board. So there's only three of us. And we maintain control. And I think that's a really important part. That's not always going to be the case as we get bigger and bigger. But for now, in this early stage, I mean, having the freedom, the autonomy to make decisions, to make mistakes and not have people breathing down your neck and have people ultimately that have influence that that could destroy the business. And that's what actually happened, you know, for for Beaming, sadly. Tell me what happened and tell me when you started to notice that something was going astray. So we were on fire and we're two years in and I raised a bunch of this money. And so we're going to go expand we couldn't find any more locations in San Diego. And I just didn't think San Diego was ready for us yet. I was looking at Orange County in LA. And we ended up opening three locations in LA in three months. Santa Monica, Brentwood, and West Hollywood. So, which was a crazy time because I had, I didn't have a life in LA. Like I had no idea. And mind you again, I'm still a single mom with three kids. So I'm trying to open all these stores in LA. My daughter, who had been working with me since she was 13, came up to LA with me. I think she was 15, 16 at the time, and opened all these stores with me. And we just sort of had to build a life in LA because I had to entrench myself. And it took off. And all the celebrities came and people were obsessed with it. And, you know, it did what it did in, in San Diego. And so that, you know, got more and more, you know, followership and people got really excited. And then we ended up ultimately building it to 10 locations. We partnered with Equinox in a couple locations. We actually even opened at the Southwest Terminal at LAX. So we really became a real brand and we were in every magazine and, you know, had a lot of incredible attention. But I think as I probably four years in, you know, things are really tough. I mean, owning bricks and mortar is not an easy business, especially perishables. Very complex. Opening in a new market is not easy. And we were struggling with just some of the different economics of it, I guess. And without going into the boring details, I just, it ended up in a situation where I was very much in conflict with my board. And I really wanted us to, you know, not only take the good of what the stores were doing, but how do we focus on non-perishables, build the business online. We had to go online. We had to have a better economy of scale, better margins, reach more people. That was always my vision. And the board really felt like you can't do both things. You can only choose one. And I'm like, okay, I, since I'm a little girl, I don't like no. So <laughs> no does not work for me. I'm like, why can't we? And so it was very much handcuffed. And Because it, they look at other businesses that couldn't, so they just assume this so they one just could. Assume, yeah. And none of these people had any experience in the industry. Yep. So I was surrounded by people who did not add value, sadly. And then I just eventually it became a very painful process because this beautiful brand who was changing lives, people were obsessed, had such a great vision for it. And I had the wrong people. And it was very painful because ultimately I ended up having to walk away because I just, I was so misunderstood. And like what we were building was so misunderstood. And it was, it eventually was sold off to Earth Bar. 
the great thing about what beaming is, is, you know, people still stop me on the street and, you know, tell me how much they love it and what their favorite product was. Very proud of the brand that we built. And I got to learn some incredible lessons. And, and that became sort of my launch pad to, for my next creations. So did you leave beaming knowing that you were going to create something else or did you do, did you take a beat, take a step back and think about what that was? I think a lot of people have this question because I notice a lot of people will quit their job and then they feel like right away they need to do something. Yeah. Great question. So I, I mean, I'm a creator and so I always have ideas. I will tell you that coming off of that, I thought I would just go off and create again. And, you know, I was going to create these healthy cocktails and before healthy cocktails became a thing. What I found was I knew I had to do the deep work to understand I've built this amazing company, but I've made some mistakes and I really had to do some accountability checks. Like, how did I get here? How do I never get here again? I went to Hoffman. Everybody talks <laughs> oh about that. Oh my God, that. you got you to gotta go off on that for a minute. Talk about Hoffman. <laughs> I'll riff on Hoffman. Hoffman. Well, my business partner swears Katie by that. Katy Perry did it. Justin Bieber. Yeah. Who, I, uh, I did it before all the Hollywood people did it. But yeah, yes. I'm a greedy. No, I'm a greedy. Uh, Jen Adkins, go on. You have to, okay, yeah. tell us about So, that. I mean, it was something that I knew there was some deeper work for me. And, and to expand on that a little bit more, it was like, you just, in business, there's other things that influence outcomes, right? Like, it's like, you can be the smartest person in the world. You could have your MBA, all those things. But there's other things that are blind spots. And for me, I was aware that there was maybe some underlying blind spots within my own you know, upbringing, if you will, that may have prevented the outcome I wanted. What do you mean? Can you elaborate on that? Like, okay, so for me, what I found out was sort of on my own. I was like, okay, wh what happened here? How did I build such an amazing brand and have to walk away? And one of the things I realized, and this is maybe going to sound really weird, but I, I realized that I said I had hired my parents as my board, which for me meant nothing I did was good enough. That's how I felt as a little, a little girl with my parents. My parents are amazing, but that was my experience growing up was I just felt like I was very judged. And being with this board, it was like the same, I'd recreate the same dynamic. Whoa. Yeah, that's, that's deep shit. That's some deep shit. <laughs> that's deep shit. You literally recreated your childhood within the business. Oh yeah, we do that. That's not an uncommon thing. Oh, I thing. know. We like the chaos of it. I right? mean, we do it in relationships. Yeah. You know, you end up marrying your dad or something. No, he's married his dad. <laughs> he's sorry, you married your dad. I don't know if I can look at you the same right now. <laughs> so so you, you realize that there was parallels between your Absolutely. childhood and the board. Okay. And, and also... I mean, if you really want me to go into it, it's like I had this thing of like never feeling like I belonged. Right. Well, guess what? Like I, you know, ended up having to leave my brand. So, you know, like all of these underlying things. And I'm such a I'm very introspective and I've always been like very much into like reading, you know, I call it self-help, but whatever things that would continue to enhance and help me evolve. So when I went through that, you know, lost all my money, didn't have anything literally and really hit bottom. I had to climb out. And so Hoffman was part of that journey. And, you know, for people who do or don't know about it, I mean, Hoffman is a, a seven day intense program. It's an incredibly transformative program. And people, you know, men, women go. And, and I think they, they, you don't come out the same. I can't say much about it outside of the fact that it's, I think, something everyone should do. And you have no, you have no phone, no technology, right? No phone, no technology, full immersion. I think there's 35, 45 people. And, you know, it's eight to 10 every day. And it's and all, it's quiet, right? It's super quiet. I mean, you're, and what I loved about it is you're not sitting around talking about, and then my dad did this, and then my mom did that. Like, it's a very inter internal 
experience. So people aren't there trying to like star fuck. Yeah. Meaning like there's not if they see like a celebrity, they're not trying to like network with the celebrity. I hope not. I mean, there was no celebrity there when I was there, but okay. I, I think that it's a pretty safe place. No, but I, you know, like I said, one of my business partners swears by it and, and he, he says it like changed his life. And I think men, especially men always go when they're either going through a breakup or know they need to go through a breakup. That's, that's pretty much And you, when we go through yeah. the divorce, I'll, I'll connect you to Lisa. So, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you'll sign up for Hoffman. Yeah, yeah I'll be so. there. I'm already on the waiting list. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's a, like a one-year waiting yeah, yeah, list yeah, now, yeah, so yeah, you I'm might want to start. I got him on so, speed dial. Don't worry. So anyway, I um, so I did a lot of this personal work. And I think what became really important for me, and that's maybe the, the message here, was I thought I could snap my fingers and be like, okay, we're back. Like, let's go create again. And I realized through that experience, there was some deep, it like, healing that needed to happen. One was just the loss of the business, right? And that was really intense. And, you know, I had big dreams with that company. And so that was, that was a painful experience. And then just again, like my own healing. And it wasn't like you go, okay, you wake up one day, you're like, okay, I don't want to hurt anymore. We're good. Let's go. It took me a good year and a half to really create again. And, you know, there was times I had all this self-doubt. I thought maybe I'm a one hit wonder you know, maybe that was it. Like maybe, maybe I'm not as, you know, creative and, you know, know how to bring things to life as, as well as I thought. Sure enough, through time and then slowly but surely, as I started to get my creative back, I decided I had to create momentum because I knew I was going to stay in health and wellness. Like I knew that this is my passion. This is my mission. I'm here to really change lives and make a difference. And so I started to just like, play with the superfoods again. And actually what happened is I'm obsessed with matcha. So matcha changed my life. I came off of coffee. You do the ceremony and, and everything. I do the organic ceremonial. Yeah, Great. Yeah. That's what I was doing at the time. But I, I, when I was coming off of coffee, going to matcha, I was like, this is really gross. It tastes like grass. It tastes like dirt. Like, I know it's better for me, but like, there's got to be a better way. And so doing what I normally do, I became obsessed with it. Started tasting a million different matchas, found the best ones. And I was like, oh, what if I add all my superfoods to it? What if I add collagen and turmeric and ginger and mushrooms and like really super enhance this matcha? And because I go back and forth to L.A., I was carrying 10 superfoods with me and mixing it at my friend's house or at the hotel. And like, of course, the light bulb goes on. I'm like, what if I turn this into a product? And so that's actually how really Chroma became sort of started was I'll just create these adaptogen super lattes using all the superfoods that I love in this powder-based form. I'll, I want the world to drink matcha because I really think it's so incredibly good for you. And that became sort of the, the momentum I needed to ultimately bring the new brand Chroma to life. But it took time. Do you decide that you want strategic investors this time that are celebrities or well-known people? Or was that something that you just fell into? Was there thought and process behind that? So what was the thought and process? Did you go panhandle at Hoffman or? I, <laughs> I know. Go to Hoffman and get your investor. I should have. Yeah. No, bad kidding. timing. Just That's efficient. Really bad timing. Um, <laughs> so, you missed Katy Perry. So a couple of things happened. So as we fast forward this, so as I, I, I'm creating these products, I've got this momentum. I'm getting my, my zhuzh back. And I end up meeting this guy who became my business partner because I needed a partner. So one of the things that I didn't have at Beaming that really cost us is I didn't have an operational partner. Can you talk about that for a minute? Because I think it's a big, uh, like the, the more we kind of like delve into business and entrepreneurs on, on this show, I I think it's really important to kind of like define lanes in 100%. some cases. Because um, I think a lot of people get in trouble. They try to take everything on. 
and like the dynamic of Lauren and I, for example, is I, there's probably like left, right brain. Like one's very, very creative. One's more analytical. One's more operations. One's more like design branding. And I'm not saying we kind of don't bounce back and forth between both, but like I think that's been one of the things that's at least worked for us. Is like we, we, I couldn't do what she did. Yes. Absolutely. And that banter and that interaction because you do have different skill sets. And I think any entrepreneur who tries to do it all, it's just not possible. And I know I'm not a great operator. I'm not one that's going to go create a, you know, a, a performa or financial model. And I needed that partner. And I want the dashboard. I want the, I want the data to make decisions from, but I'm not going to be the person that, that does that, nor do I want to be the person that figures out how we're going to create all the products. I'll go create the recipes. Somebody else go figure out how we're going to produce them. And how do you find this partner that you're looking for? Is it you just put the word out? So <laughs> there was that. And then I, <laughs> this is so random. I was at, what's the music festival in San Diego? I can't make this shit up. Um, crossed? No, the one that was at the fairgrounds. Uh, I, I know what you're talking oh, about. Oh, I know. Um, not ours. No, no. Was it? What kind of music was it? Well, it was like, any, like it could have been Mumford and Sons. Like it only lasted for like two years. It was a music festival in San Diego. And I'm totally blanking on the name. I know what you're talking about. The, and, the racetrack fairgrounds. The racetrack. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And so I'm at this music festival. And there's this guy standing next to me. And he, he picks up my glasses from the, uh, from the ground and hands them to me. I can't. I literally can't make this shit up. And he and I become friends. And that ultimately ended up leading to him being my business partner because as we were, I learned he's a VC guy. He had gone to Booth. He had like really understood numbers. And I was like, hey, you want to help me with my financial model? And as that happened, so you, it was just one of those random, but absolutely we were supposed to meet moments, like divine kind of moments. Wow. He handed you your glasses. At a music festival, listening Look to Mumford and Sons. for guys <laughs> handing you stuff. And he was really cute. Like he had this really sweet energy. So yeah, through that, he and I became business partners. And what was so, thank God for this. So imagine this is September, 2019. And, you know, I've been doing, entrepreneurship's lonely, right? Sure. Really fucking lonely. Yeah. And so I'm, and to wake up every day and motivate yourself is really hard. So thank God I get this guy who says, You can yes. never complain to anyone about it because everyone just says, well, lucky you, look what you're doing. Right? Totally. You just do whatever you want. But it's, it's not yeah. brutal. Yeah. And thank God I had amazing friends and advisors that were like, Lisa, you got this. You can do this. You can do this. I'm like, are you sure? Like, maybe it's a bad idea. All the, all the stuff, the chatter in the head. So this guy leaves his venture group and is like, I'll do this with you. And slowly but surely, like he and I start creating the whole business model together and the idea for this five-day reset sort of came through this process of me going, I'm not trying to create a latte company. I actually want to create, much like I did with Beaming, I just want to recreate Beaming, but in a way that can transform lives. Like, how can I give you an opportunity to feel how good you feel when you put really good food in your body, do it in this non-perishable way so you can travel with it, it can be in your pantry, you can make it work for you, you can reach people everywhere. And that became sort of just now getting in the kitchen and creating more and more and more and more products. I didn't have any money yet. Hadn't raised any money yet. He and I create the business model. We create the business plan. It's beautiful. I'm ready to tell the world. And the day we finished it was the day the world shut down with COVID. (laughs) I'm getting back to your question about investors. uh, COVID, I mean, there was opportunity there though because it's you do this at home. Yes, and so mind you, like I needed money, right? And not the, be- I, not the best raising environment, Lauren. Not the best, best. Ra- I mean, we were trying to figure out how to get toilet paper and groceries, right? And so I can't ask people for money. So, like, 
all right, shift in plans. What do I do? So then my daughter and I started creating the beta program for the five-day reset for Chroma. And we'd get in the kitchen and we're like making all the little things. We're like, all right, let's just go do what we did with beaming and put it out there and see what happens. And that became viral. And once again, I had this incredible program. People became obsessed with the products. They lost weight. They felt great. They were like, I want the, you know, the, the matcha. I want the spicy passion. I want the brass. I want the cookie butter. I want all the things. And so those people ended up becoming investors. Now, going back to your question, I had learned some hard lessons from beaming. So I knew I wasn't going to raise money the same way. And I was going to choose who these investors were. And I had a vision on a couple of things. One, what if I could raise, what if I could have mostly female investors? That was one. What if we could have some really, like maybe we have some celebrities, that would be really cool. And what I really wanted was, I want people who love what we do so much, they want to help me tell the world. And that was the goal. And then the right people with the right energy would show up. So fast forward, there's actually some really good juicy stuff here. So everyone's telling me no. I'm talking to VCs. There's no, 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 no. So anyone that's raised- well, What was the main reasons for the no's? Just out of oh, curiosity. Oh, perfect. Get proof of concept. Love the idea. Your products are amazing. They'd been burned too many times from, you know, they invested in these startups that didn't have any revenue. And they're like, we love what you're doing, but you're, you're too early. And so, but that's hard too when you're raising money because you're like, fuck, like your baby's ugly. It's basically yep. what they're telling you. Yep. And so you have to keep like standing up and you get your nose and your nose and your nose. And finally, so I get to this point and I'm, I'm going to get my first investor and he comes in and he's an angel investor and he's going to give us $3 million. And he's like promising me the world. He's crying to me, telling me how this program changed his life. That's love bombing, but but go yeah. on. Okay, well, it wasn't love, love bombing me, but he was a billionaire. Let me just also make this note because this is a really important thing. And he is just telling me how this chroma is going to change the world. I meet the family. Like, this is like, and something in me said, this isn't good. Something's wrong. Something's wrong. And I would wake up in the middle of the night. And I'd be like, something's wrong. And I would tell Alex, my business partner. And he's like, Lisa, just take the fucking money. And I was like, no, something's wrong. I don't trust him. And I tried to Google him. There was no information. And yes, he's a billionaire. I did know that. But like, so very hidden billionaire. Yeah. Well, those guys scrape the internet. And so, yeah, they, they actually no, they do. would. They have, they have firms that actually scrape. 1,000%. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, anyway. We go forward, we get the we get the deal on paper. The day he's supposed to fund, he disappears. We never hear from him again. Now, mind you, I've emptied my 401k. I don't have a dollar to my name. I can't even pay rent and like buy food. Again, I'm not going to be homeless. Was he a real billionaire or was he just, did he just ghost? No, he's a real freaking billionaire, but he was playing us. Yeah, he just goes. Okay. Wait, why would he play you? I don't get the point of that. That sounds like a waste of time. It, who the fuck knows? I don't know. I mean, I people well, do this. He, like trying I to tell fuck this you, like what what it was his motive. I, I tell this story, and people are like, "Oh, that happens all the time." Wait, what? But I'm like, if, what? If you're this an happens? actual billionaire, yeah. Why would he string you along to the end? Like, what is in it for him? I don't understand. Ego. I, yeah, actually, ego. I think ego. Absolutely, just wanting to feel like. And also, I guy. think it didn't really matter to him. He's like, yes, yeah, three million dollars, whatever. Not thinking like, here's this this girl who's like risked everything and her 401k. It was just like, yeah, no big deal. Let me just go back to my other deals. So I have a lot of black, nude, white, gray clothes. And in Cabo, I wanted to spice it up and add some neons. I just wanted to switch it up, but I didn't want to shell out a bunch of money 
So what I did is I went to Fashion Pass, okay? Fashion Pass is a clothing rental service where you can get unlimited rentals for one flat price. But here's the deal. And this is why I like it. They carry the best brands. So they have like For Love and Lemons, Free People. I got something from Show Me Your Moo Moo. They really have so many brands that are on the pulse. And what you can do is you can swap out your items as many times a month as you want. So basically, you're just like getting new clothes every single week. (laughs) It's amazing. And this is so great if you go on a trip and you want to like mix it up. Maybe you're going out of the country and you want to do something that you like wouldn't do normally. I know I wanted to do a lot of lilacs and hot pinks in Cabo, but honestly, I just don't wear hot pink and lilac normally. So to be able to go on there, get my clothes, it ships so fast. And my favorite part, they take care of dry cleaning. So you literally just send it back. They sent me like this pre-labeled bag and you can just send it back when you're done. It literally could not be easier. Okay, so we have a special discount for you today. If you go to fashionpass.com and use code skinny at checkout, you get $60 off your first month. So you can try it literally for $29. That's unlimited rentals for just $29 with code skinny. I'm telling you, go stock their site. You won't be sorry. Recently, I did an Instagram story breakdown on my supplements, my minerals, and my vitamins. And first on that list, as always, is my Ritual multivitamin. So here's the deal. I've been taking this multivitamin for the last three years. I took it for getting pregnant. Like when I wanted to get pregnant, I took it. Then I took it during my pregnancy. And then I took the postpartum one after my pregnancy. And now I'm just back to Rituals Essential for Women 18 plus. So this is a multivitamin that's clinically backed. It has traceable key ingredients. So you know where it's coming from. Like literally you can go on their website and see where everything comes from, which is incredible. It's also soy-free, gluten-free, vegan-friendly and formulated without GMOs. I was having trouble swallowing a multivitamin, but this one has like this minty essence. So it's very easy to swallow. I take this every single day. I tell all my friends and family about it. I just think it is the best multivitamin on the market. Ritual knows it's basically impossible to get all the nutrients you need from your diet 100% of the time. So this vitamin helps you focus on what's important. So they're filling in key nutrient gaps to support your foundational health. Instead of striving for perfect health, aim for supporting foundational health. And great news, Ritual is offering all our listeners 10% off during your first three months. You're going to visit ritual.com slash skinny to start Ritual or add Essential for Women 18 plus to your subscription today. you watch my Instagram stories, you know that I just did a fridge makeover. I got so serious about it. I got like an egg organizer. I organized my cheeses. I even got like a soda holder to hold my sparkling water. And you know what else I got? I got acrylic holders for my snacks. And one of those snacks, the main snacks, is Perfect Bar. Okay, so first of all, this snack has six grams of protein. So you can just grab it and you feel like you've gotten a treat, but you've also gotten protein, if you know what I mean. So our fridge is like stocked. In one acrylic holder, we have dark chocolate chip peanut butter with sea salt. And then in the other acrylic holder, we have coconut peanut butter and cookie dough. 
I like to keep mine in the fridge. They also recommend it in the fridge. And if you need something after a workout or a quick bite or a snack. So if you're looking for something quick after a workout or just a snack, they got you. They're non-GMO, they're gluten-free, soy-free, kosher, and low GI. Perfect Bar knows it will be love at first bite. So you guys, for a limited time, they're offering you a chance to try the refrigerated protein bars for free. So here's how it works. You're going to sign up for email or text and upload a picture of your receipt from your local grocery store. And then they'll reimburse you for the cost of one bar directly into your Venmo or PayPal account. I mean, this is pretty cool, right? So all you have to do is go to perfectsnacks.com slash skinny to get a free perfect bar today. That's perfectsnacks.com slash skinny to get a free perfect bar today. Happy snacking. I think when what you were feeling of the intuition of what something's wrong here is when someone tries to get close to you too quick Mm -hmm. and they like tell you everything you're saying, you're meeting the family too quick. I feel like my antenna goes up with that. Like you have to like court a person and get to know them before you just shove in, <laughs> shove it in all the way. <laughs> well, yes, no pun intended. Yes, there's that's true too. So I think, yeah, I think that's a really important one. The bigger one I would actually say is like your gut instinct is always fucking right. And that is my biggest takeaway was I knew it. Thank God he disappeared. Thank God. And actually I'll come back to the story, but like when... We launched Chroma. There's an article that came out in Forbes, and it was a picture of me, Gwyneth Paltrow, Jessica Seinfeld, and Amy Schumer, all of which who had invested in the company. And it was this incredible. It's one of those, those articles that come out and you scream. You're like, holy shit. And this article comes out, and the first thing I did, maybe not the first, but one of the first things I did is I sent it to him, and I said, thank you. Thank you for being an asshole and disappearing. And that was my moment of truth because, Did he ever respond? because none of that would have ever happened had I done a deal. I probably would have lost the company if I had done that deal. And the reason why that's such an important thing is we just we sometimes we doubt ourselves, but I knew I knew that this wasn't the right thing. And so I was able to go build an incredible group of investors, get 90% funded by women, absolutely the most incredible investor, like cap table on a pre-revenue, you know, pre-launch company ever. And I didn't know any of them. It wasn't like I was friends with Gwyneth or Amy or any of these people. I just met them along the way and they fell in love with my product. So the fact that that guy disappeared was the best thing that could ever happen. And I think sometimes we forget. It's like when things don't go right, I promise there's something better. Yeah. In every area, dating, relationships, everything, everything. friendships. It applies to every aspect of life. So after this $3 million situation happened, what was your next step and how did you start to meet all these people along the way? Like walk us through that. Yeah. So my first, so I, you know, you dial for dollars, right? So I was like on LinkedIn, reaching out to anyone and everyone. I'm asking my friends, can you make introductions? And it takes, it takes the first yes. That's the hardest one. Right. And my first check was from the former CEO of Twitter. De Costello. And he made an introduction. So he was the first check, which was a good first check. Again, I didn't know him. And he made an introduction to this guy named John Callahan, who was the first check in Peloton. And he said, I see the same thing in you as I did do in the, the founder of Peloton, which was a nice compliment. And then the third person was the former CEO of Blue Bottle Coffee. So I started with three really great people. And then those people made introductions. And that just sort of webbed out and then there was just kind of kept going and kept going. And then there reached a point where we'd reached half the money. And so my first check was November 3rd, 2020. And it was February 2021. And I had raised half the money. And I woke up on a Sunday morning exhausted. I was like, 
God, this is so hard. Like, I just want to get this off the ground. And people don't and, realize if you haven't done it how hard, and it sounds like glamorous, but like raising capital and doing all those pitch meetings and going back and forth and dealing with term sheets and uh, it is miserable. It's, it's it's miserable because you're every day just like you're a puppet. And you're trying to run and start the business at the same time. And like life is still going on. Yeah. Like, you know, shit, like other stuff. You're still mom and all these other things while you're like, showtime, you know, like for your next pitch, right? And most of the time people are telling you no. And thanks. for people that don't like hearing no, it's like it's like nails on a chalkboard because you mostly get no's. It's really painful. Yeah. So I wake up this Sunday morning and I'm like, I'm so tired. This has to happen. And I get a text from one of our investors, Melody McClowski who's the CEO of Style Seat, amazing woman. And maybe you know her. And she texts me. She goes, go check your email. And I was like, okay. And there's an email from Gwyneth Paltrow that says, hey, Lisa, you know, you know, I've been a big fan of yours, which no, I did not. But she was a huge fan of Beaming. And she reached out and she said, I heard you have a new wellness brand and I'd love to hear about it. And that was obviously a massive turning point, which I think what's also important in that story is there's just, you can't I, I can't, I couldn't chart that. Like I, did I know in my heart, like someday maybe Gwyneth would be involved? Yes. Did I think I was going to wake up to an email from her? No. And just like all those moments where you're in doubt or it's just like, it's just at that kind of that moment where you're like, I, can I keep doing this? There's just, there's always something that kind of gives you that sign that says, keep going. You got well, and this. also if you didn't have your first brand, that she probably maybe wouldn't have reached out for this brand because like that's what she would not have. Yeah, because she sure fell not. in love with the first thing. So even the thing that you said you had to walk away from, like that was the thing that I had a really good reputation from that brand yeah. for sure, and that absolutely helped me here. So to your point, as much as it didn't play out the way I'd wanted, it's been an incredible catalyst for me to attract the people that I did for sure. So you get Gwyneth Paltrow. Is she like involved in product tasting? Is she involved in the process? How does how does someone like her get involved as an investor? She, I mean, she's actually very, I mean, all of my investors are pretty passive. I mean, what they are is they'll make a mention in a magazine. The celebrities, I should say. You know, they'll make a mention in a magazine or they'll do a post. I don't ask for anything. I really let them do it. It's all organic. I get them excited about it. They're excited about the product. They love it. They want to tell the world. And that was my vision from the beginning is, can I have a group of investors, whether it's a celebrity or the mom in the community that that like tells everybody what she's doing? And everyone in between, that's what I wanted. And that's what we got. And how have you seen it take off since you got that email? Has it just like the trajectory been crazy? So that certainly adds a lot of credibility. Um, and through that, we were able to raise all the money, certainly. And Jessica Seinfeld came in and Amy Schumer. And we've just continued to have like such great investors. But what I really appreciate about all of them is just their passion and support and, you know, just everyone, if I send an email or I kind of just like give a little nudge, like they're just, they're excited. They're very passionate. They believe in the mission. They believe in me, which is huge. So what is your vision for this? Because I will say it's really good. Thank I mean, you. this is, it's good, you guys. And that cookie butter is staring at me in the face. It is really, really good. Thank you. So what's like your overall vision? Is it just to continue to get this to every single person possible? So it's, we launched July 22nd last year. So we're 15 months old. We launched with 14 products and our five-day reset. Not something I recommend for any entrepreneur trying to launch a product. <laughs> Maybe a start lot. with one. Yeah. <laughs> but because I had this business partner who was really freaking good, he was able to manage the complexity of five co-packers and 200 ingredients and all the craziness and this 
very elaborate packaging system. Well, for what you're doing, it kind of all, it plays together. It all plays together. I yeah. mean, I want you, the reason why this box is what it is, and by the way, I don't, you guys may not know this, there's 45 different sachets, all different colors. It's a wheel. It was like designed after the Kodak color wheel, like really dating myself. And on the back, there's a message that I wrote of inspiration or education on every single sachet that is like a little surprise and delight. So for me, so for me, everything about this is like, I want wellness to be something that you look forward to. I want it to be when that package arrives on the door. It's like an Apple experience. Like you, the unboxing is like, I get to do this. I get to take care of myself. And that's really how we envision this. What I think makes this so really so unique, and this was the same approach with beaming, is I care more about lifestyle. I care about like making those simple changes in your everyday life. And if, how can we support that? So when you do the five day, which is our hero product, first of all, they love it. They feel great. They lose weight, but they didn't starve themselves. And that you get broths and porridge and cookie butter and a matcha latte in the morning. And it's a very lifestyle base. And then they fall in love with stuff. And then they want it all the time. And so for me, how many times have you done a, re- a cleanse or a reset or a detox? One, you're miserable, usually. And so it like suffered for three, four, five days. That doesn't happen here. But the other is like, then you're like, okay, great. I lost a couple pounds. Now what? And to me, it's the after that matters the most because that's where real transformation happens. That's where you're like, okay, I'm inspired. I got this. I feel great. I look really good. And I love the matcha and the porridge and the cookie butter and the broth. And I'm going to keep using those every day. And they travel with me. And so those baby steps keep building on themselves. So you're integrating the products into your day-to-day as opposed to just stopping and like binging on chips and salsa. Yeah, you're like... which And you can still do that, honestly. And that's part of what we... Like, we're not about perfection. Like, I just... On our photo shoot this week, I ate Cheetos and Oreos. Like, I don't ever do that. But, you know, like... Cheetos are so good. Can you invent a healthy (laughs) Cheeto? put them together. (laughs) So... And I never... But like, I don't like... I don't beat myself up for it. I'm like, okay, you know, it's a stressful shoot. Cheetos really hit the spot. And, and that's a really big part of what we're doing. In fact, what's I'm going to add on to that. We are we just launched our cleanse with chocolate we have campaign, which is the whole concept. You do get chocolate. You're not eating chocolate for five days, but well, you get a piece of chocolate every day. And the whole idea is like it's like enjoy the pleasures of life, like have that bite of chocolate and just savor it. And it's so amazing when you're doing a program like this one. It's a total surprise. You get this little square. It's a beautiful, we have a chocolatier that made it for us. It's the pure, pure, pure chocolate. And then you get to savor it and you're like, oh, I didn't need the whole chocolate bar. Just the one, one bite was so special. And so much of what we're teaching is just about intuitive eating. The ingredients that you have in this are very high quality ingredients. How do you source all of these incredible ingredients? So that was a big part of the process because much, you know, again, with beaming, I go not only create the recipes with my daughter, but we also source and find everything. So everything from the ginger to the maple sugar to testing a hundred, you know, organic ceremonial grade matchas, finding a plant protein that was non-lectin, non-isolate, not highly processed, was not easy to do. And I was on a mission because most people use pea protein and it's highly processed. And for a lot of people, it's actually really hard to digest. And so I found this incredible plant protein in Ecuador called chocho. And so for a, a big part of this creation was finding the best of the best. 
And, you know, I, I've never skimped on anything. And so, and I'm very particular about flavor. And that's why I personally create the products, you know, with my daughter is so that we can get it exactly the way we want. I mean, our bone broth comes from Australia. It's made with a refractionated process. Like it's. Is that what I'm drinking right here? This is really good. You're no, drinking is, the yeah. veggie bone broth. You got the beef. Oh, the beef. The yeah, beef. yeah. I'm drinking the veggie bone yeah. broth. No, our, our broths are insane. And so it's just like everything has been thought about both from a nutritional standpoint, as well as your flavor, your experience and packaging, you know, just the vibrancy of it, all of it. And who should do this cleanse? Could it be anyone? Could you do it for 10 days? Can you do it for a month? Do you need to be gluten-free? Like who can do this? So it's all gluten-free, dairy-free. What's really cool is it's customizable. So this is also a really unique thing. Is really that, cool. And That's cool. Yeah, because everyone's body's different. Everyone's goals are different. You know, somebody might be an elite athlete and they need more. They're going to want to maybe add more protein and nuts or bananas or whatever they want because it's really about, again, that intuitive eating. So maybe you've got a big event coming up and you need to lose a couple pounds, right? And you just need a, a cleanup where you came off a huge vacation and it's like it's cleanup time. Right. So it's really designed that you make it work for you and and because you're eating, I mean, anyone can do this. It's like there's not there's not starving yourself. In fact, what people tell us because you get ten things a day, they're all like they almost get mad. They're like, it's too much food, and that's actually the point. Is then don't eat it all, right? Like actually, you get to decide. You're like, retraining your brain. Like I maybe I don't need that smoothie or that afternoon latte, or maybe I don't even need the broth at night. Or you know what? I had a really hard workout today because yes, you can exercise on this. That's also very unique. I don't want you to slow down. There's another program out there that like you literally can't get out of bed and you're miserable and it's very famous. What? <laughs> a lot of people do it. That's five olives. <laughs> Every day, that's your food. But that would—that's. I mean, I don't know. What, I like you guys would know. You guys do know what you're talking. About. Like that sounds very strange to me. Some program where you just have to sit around and not be active. Like what? No, you're not only not active, but you're a raving bitch. Like you're so miserable, you can't. Like the family usually leaves the home. Lauren, were you doing that this morning? <laughs> <laughs> you never so, know. <laughs> and it, it, there's a place for it, but I, it's just not the philosophy that I followed. I am much more about lifestyle. And do I think that there's certain cleansing out there that's like very liver or? gut specific. Absolutely. And that's where you involve a functional doctor. But what we're doing is we're just cleaning up. Like we're getting off the stuff that wreaks havoc. Maybe it's drinking too much alcohol. We're going to come off the holidays. We just did, right? Like maybe I overindulged or I, I had just too much food and I just need to reset. And that's what it does without all the restriction. Can someone just go on the site and try one of the products so they can see if they like it? Yep, absolutely. So everything that's in the reset is actually available in an in individual form. So. Go try. So like if you the find cookie something. butter, go try yeah. the cookie butter. And also I'm obsessed with this cranberry hydration elixir mix. This is Is that so what we were drinking here? Good. Yeah, yeah, that's, that's what you're And isn't it so yummy? And that little spicy kick at the end. It's the, so good. And I swear it is like so it? high. Yeah, it has the coconut water in it and the cranberry and the cayenne pepper. I'm it's, actually going to give some of this to my two-year-old. Oh, yeah. No, because I want her to have electrolytes. You know and maybe so just dilute it a little bit. Yeah. Because, yeah. Right, it's well, spicy, instead of like orange juice, just give oh, her this. So we much to, better. This is a selfish question. We have to go on a flight to, tomorrow at like four in the morning and then go for like quick and back. What, what, would, what would you bring here? So I'm going to make sure you have all sorts of goodies. The porridge. Okay. Porridge. I would bring the broths for sure. I always travel with those because it's so easy on the plane. Yeah. Because yeah. all you need is hot water. Because I, I never accept the food on the plane. I just no, don't, it's horrible. I don't trust it. Yeah. And I mean, all you need is hot water. So you, you'll have your chroma mugs and then. 
Um, I mean, I, of course, the, the greens powder would be great just because you're going to get that fuel and all the greens, especially traveling. The, the cranberry elixir would be great. And for a latte, I mean, I'm again, I'm obsessed with our matcha. It's a, I think it's insane. How so, much caffeine is in it? Because I like caffeine. I like a kick. So it's at least double normal. I mean, okay. I load it because I want it too. I'm coming off. You know, I came off a of coffee. Put a little co- cocaine yeah. in there. So <laughs> maybe not. Maybe not. They're all a little surprised. But the, but the caffeine is double the caffeine. It's double the caffeine. There's at least 60 milligrams. And but it's, you know, the thing about matcha and you guys know this is like it doesn't have that same zing that coffee does. And I am not coffee bashing at all. It's just the benefits of matcha are, are real. And like you actually, it's a mood enhancer. It's like an amazing, actually, if like you've drank too much, it's like incredible for a hangover cure. It's so good for just balancing energy so you don't have that crash. And then, of course, we've loaded it with the collagen and turmeric and ginger and all sorts of other mushrooms I know there's like turmeric root, maple, maple sugar. But we've OG. got it one gram of sugar. So we keep one gram everything of sugar. really, really low, but still has enough sweet. That no, you like honestly, it. like this is my vibe. Because you want like, a, like uh, brands either add too much sugar or too little. You want yeah. like slightly sweet, but not like overpowering. And it's really hard to do that, by the yes. way. It's, really it's a balance. Hard. It either Total tastes like dead. turpentine or it's like a pure sugar ball. It's pure sugar. And I don't care if it's like a, it's no sugar. There's that fake sugar taste. It's yes. yes. so foul. Yes. And it's really hard to get to create that balance. And so like even just the way we played with maple sugar, like I used that instead of coconut sugar because you can just use a tiny bit and then use a little bit of fresh monk fruit. So the balance of all those things, I think is something that we, we do really, really well. And so it does give you just enough sweet, so that, but, but not so much that I'm going to make you sugar addicted. And the porridge, I love how you guys have eight grams of protein. And like you said, you have that healthy fat in there and you have flaxseed. I mean, this is like, I'm giving this to my daughter. It's so good. Kids this love it. Really Just put some berries on it. And kids love it. Okay. And, and they also love the cookie butter. I think what oh I love God, about the super porridge. She's going to say cookie butter, cookie butter, cookie butter. I want to hear her do that yeah, on, on, on camera. But I think with the porridge, it's just nuts and seeds. And so this perfect little breakfast it ignites your metabolism. It tastes delicious. You're not hungry for hours. And that's the other thing that I think was really important with the reset was like, I just want you to fight. Like if you normally eat bagels or you skip breakfast or you're sick of eggs. Like it's just an alternative, but it's so healthy for you and it's nourishing your brain. This is really, really smart too. Like just, I'm always looking for things to give my toddler. And what's annoying sometimes I feel like is you're making your toddler this, like a certain kind of food. And then you're making yourself something like very different because they won't eat it. But with this, I feel like you can do it both at once and you can eat something and your toddler can eat it at the same time, if that makes sense. Absolutely. And they love the broth too. Okay. So good. I'm going to do a lot of tricking. Yeah. A lot of tricking with that. I mean, I've always approached this, like, how can we do something for the family? And so that's really, Beaming did that. All the kids came there after soccer practice or, you know, in between instead of McDonald's. And so I got really excited about that as a mom. Yeah. And so the products are designed, you know, many of them so that kids could have them too. What is really cute about this, you guys, is it's this huge white box. You have to go on their site and check it out. It's like gold details and then they have a gold frother 
mm-hmm. which I love a frother. Yeah. It's a good frother. This too. is a great frother. And then they have this little cup, which I actually, the way that I found out about Chromo was through Kristen Cavallari. She was drinking this cup on her Instagram stories and it's this mug. And so basically everything that you have in here, you can put in the mug, right? No, it's perfect. It's the perfect size. It's, white. A, it's an elemental mug. I'm obsessed with these mugs because it's, it's cute. It's ceramic. So it's really nice. Don't try to steal my mug. He's already, so, this is what he does. I, I pray I have one for you, Michael. Yeah, don't. I already <laughs> don't see worry, what you're I'll doing. Steal, I'll yeah. steal them <laughs> if I have to. Just, tomorrow he's going to wake up with his mug and his bone breath. I already can see. <laughs> you guys are going to be fighting over it. I promise I'll give you plenty to take. Okay, he wants, he's going to want a mug. But then you also get this like little hemp bag. Cute. Which is so cute. And then really you can cute. throw your little, your frother and your sachets in there. Like, again, it's just this like little on the go. Lisa, you're a genius. Can we do a code for our audience and a giveaway for one of these? Absolutely. So we're going to do 20%, Ooh. which is like, like really cool, especially in January. Okay. Um, it's skinny 20. Skinny 20, you guys. I, I'm going to use my own code on this. I think what you're doing is absolutely incredible. I'm sitting here looking at all the ingredients and trying it, and I'm obsessed. And we're going to do a giveaway. All you have to do is follow. What's your Instagram? It's Chroma Wellness. Chroma Wellness. With a K. With a K. K K-R-O-M-A. And follow them on Instagram. And then tell us your favorite part of this episode with Lisa on my latest Instagram, at Lauren Bostick. Lisa, come back anytime. Where can everyone Had a shop? whole brief and didn't even need to use it we with you. We didn't even need to use it. <laughs> you're a pro on yeah, the mic. Yeah, you're a pro on the mic. <laughs> this is so fun. I, we could have gone so many different directions. Where can everyone find this cookie butter? <laughs> so chromowellness.com with K and it's as good as she's saying. You guys. I'm obsessed. We're going like, to link it all out too. I'm so. going to go stuff a big spoonful in my mouth the second we're Let done me ask this. you a real question actually. What is the like serving size? Do you eat the whole jar or do, or do you? <laughs> so Lauren might and I've had that happen on the, the reset before. They're like, oh, I wasn't supposed to eat it all in one day. Like, well, as long as you because well, I might it. too if I yeah. like, that's why I asked what like the what is the recommended <laughs> what's the serving size? Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean it's like one or two you know but, oh, you, know, oh, but you know what's amazing okay is take that and whether it's gluten free or a beautiful sourdough bread put, it on. put that on it put a little slice of banana and like a drizzle of honey oh sold so good we started making this at Costa Palmos down in at the Four Seasons and that's where we created this recipe and then they became obsessed to put it on the menu Sold. I'm going to do that. I want to do this like every single month so I can just give this to Zaza. There's so many good ideas for Zaza. Yeah. No, really good. We were I just talking that. about this too. We're like, oh, we got to like, up, we, we want to like enhance her diet now because now she has a, you know, she's almost three. She's got a different, like her palate's like changing. And yeah, so she can't just keep so doing cool. the same thing. Thank you so much for coming on. This was Thank so much fun, this. you guys. Thanks Congratulations. Me. Cheers. Wait, don't go. Do you want to win Chroma's signature five day reset? I want to win. I'm going to enter. I'm telling you, you're going to die when you see this. All you have to do is follow at Chroma Wellness on Instagram and then tell us your favorite part of this episode with Lisa on my latest Instagram at Lauren Bostick. Make sure you're following along on TikTok. I'm posting there every single day at Lauren Bostick. And on that note, we'll see you on Monday.